Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome to the 404th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. This episode is brought to you by patrons Paul Power, Alexander Vahuli, and Jonah Hines. I'm Matt Enlow. And I'm Warren Kaplan. And today we have Yuki Noguchi back on the podcast for part two. He's going to spill the beans. This is, this is how you get rich. This is the, this is the tea. The secret. So, yeah. But it's a, it's a slow, it's a very slow burn of mm-hmm. how you get rich. It's not yeah. like you'll be rich tomorrow. We will remind everyone again, we're not financial advisors. Yuki's not a financial advisor. He's just a friend of ours that seems to have made some right moves, saved money properly, is good on great days, is good on not so great days because he is thinking about his future and we thought, that this is probably valuable for our listeners as well. If you want to see more about what Yuki's talking about, he wrote a, a pamphlet. I don't know what you'd call it. A webpage called The Filmmaker's Financial Guidebook. It's at yukinaguchi.com slash extra slash filmmakers financial guidebook dot html. And he has a lot of uh, details on kind of how, how he lives his life, what books he trusts. And I found it helpful and interesting. So here's some more stuff from Yuki. But first, patreon.com slash pot is the place where you can throw us a buck or two. Hey, hey you want to make a good investment? Invest in this podcast. You know, maybe you're looking for a tax write-off. This wouldn't be one, I don't think. I, You know, talk to your accountant about I, dude, it. Dude, if you're a filmmaker and you are donating to a filmmaking podcast that you get some tips and tricks from, Talk to your accountant about it. Maybe I'm, it's research. You feel I'm going to say the needle tilts towards right off. Okay, great. Well, um, if uh, you let me tell you this, if you paid for a Jordan Brady masterclass or a Shane Hurlbutt Academy, yes. Yes, can you write yeah. that off? Yes, for sure. So why on earth would you not be able to write off a Just Shoot It podcast Patreon? Maybe it's donation and not. You can write off donations. Well, but this isn't a charitable donation. <laughs> <laughs> what is it for profit yeah yeah sure you're right i i don't know we're not tax tax experts the <laughs> but get ready for an episode about taxes but in all seriousness uh if you want to support the show whether it's a tax write-up or not patreon.com slash just shoot a pod to throw us a couple bucks keep the show on tracks here you are listening to a show that's coming out uh, right after christmas in between new years just like we have not stopped other shows, other podcasts, they're throwing up repeat episodes. They're going dark for a couple weeks. We're coming at you with fresh content during the holidays when you want to avoid your family and you're willing to listen to an episode about taxes. Hey, Noah, cue the royalty-free Jingle Bells music right now. Yeah, there you go. Ho, ho, ho. Happy shooting, everyone. Just... Merry your Christmas. <laughs> Just shoot, miss. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone. We're clearly ready for this year to end. <laughs> uh, enjoy the episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, I want to I want to shift gears real quick because we talked a lot about gear pun, not intended. Um, Ooh, just stepped in the door and yeah. But I want to talk real quick, and I think all three of us maybe have opinions on this. But like incorporating, um, like obviously mm-hmm. Yuki, you've probably been an S corp since you were born, or at least very, for a very long time. Matt, you you have an S corp. I have an S corp with uh, Chrissy. Well, sorry, I have an LLC that files as an S corp, which is slightly different, but effectively, I think for the purposes of this conversation. I had a like my father-in-law's accountant um when I first started doing all of this and he was just kind of like a normal, you know, guy who who just kind of did our taxes or whatever and that was that and then I was like I, I feel like I'm paying more in taxes than anyone else I know. What is going on here? Um and when we changed to we had some friends who had a a YouTube channel that was doing really well that that was when they introduced us to our current accountant and she was like, no, you absolutely have to be filing as an S corp. And it changed my life. I think I cried the first time. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. I that's did cry that's the in character. Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yuki, what's your take on like why, why you should incorporate and when you should like, what are the advantages a, and when should you do it? Like what basically how much money do you need to make for it to make sense? So I don't know too much about this area, but I am incorporated. I'm S-Corp. And I think I think it, this is as simple as if you make over the, over 100K, you should probably incorporate to save tax on it. I think it that's, that's all. And if you're, That's the number I heard too, but do you think it has changed? Because I heard that number like 10 years ago. I heard this number too. recently on like a financial podcast. So I think it's pretty close. I, I thought it, it used to be 70, but I think somewhere around there, you would have more benefit by, you know, paying yourself payrolls and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, and then you get some sort of protection against your own assets that you have, like houses and stuff, I believe. The the other, the reason that I formed my, my company is that um, I was being paid to produce my web series um the second season of squaresville and so that's when we we formed the company basically it was like oh i need an entity to deal accept with the this, money accept this money yeah yeah because a, a production company isn't going to just cut matt and low a check mm-hmm. yeah i formed mine when i did miss 2059 the go 90 show 2015 oh. That's crazy. Yeah, way That's after la- you, I guess. Way, yeah, la- way later than I, I ex- expected. 2015, so eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. So there, there has been a lot of laws changing in California where you used to kind of just be able to get paid on a 1099. And 
or an independent contractor and I was just like a sole proprietor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then oh, they, they cracked down on all those laws right around then or a little bit after, I think, but you couldn't just take money and write off all these things. You had to have like a business, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of responsible for you. And, um, and so I incorporated and I got, yeah, but I, but I, they would have happily given me a, a check also, I think, mm-hmm. but I had heard this like hundred thousand dollar number. And I think my payment for that kind of set me over it. And I was like, okay, I guess it's time to become an S corp. And, and that's when like the advantage is you start being able to like write off things. Right. And so is, is that yeah. right? Cause you can't write off things as an employee. Is that true? That was something that has changed because we got we were getting paid by w9 i believe a lot of people writing things off uh and i think somewhere around 2000 i don't know i guess a while ago it it changed and now we cannot do w9 and uh so as long as you have w2 employees um you're getting taxed on uh, gross income I think, mm-hmm. and then if you're uh, a scope owner or in, you know corporate owner, you get taxed on net income, which is just significantly different. So, uh, you're you're right, Oren. Uh, you can write off things and then adjust your uh, gross income. Uh, so adjust net your net income. And another way to explain that is like, if you were a bakery, right? You grossed a hundred thousand dollars, but you spent ninety thousand dollars on flour you, it wouldn't make sense to be taxed on a hundred thousand dollars worth of gross income you'd get taxed on the money that you're making basically and so uh cameras are our flour and yeast basically except the difference is a camera is an asset mm-hmm. and flour is not and but it is but right let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars and it's the end of the year and you're going to owe thirty thousand dollars in taxes that's one of your numbers, right? 30% is your tax number. Yeah, I think it's it's 30%, but uh, I I actually just did some sort of tax uh, decoding. Uh, I guess decode.tax uh, website uh, lets you know how much your effective tax rate is. Mm-hmm. And that was actually much lower than 30%. So my calculation on 30% might be wrong, but yeah, somewhere, somewhere around 15 to 30%. That's your rule is, of thumb, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so let's say you're going to pay $30,000 in taxes, but if instead you go and you take $50,000, spend it on monitors that you maybe might make money off of renting them out or you might use them for yourself, then now you've only made netted $50,000 and now you're going to pay $15,000 tax. So you now have $50,000 worth of monitors and an extra $15,000 in your pocket because that you didn't have to pay for taxes, right? So that's kind of the basis. And then you, you write off everything, right? You can write off your car, you can write off your internet, you can write off, I mean, there's controversial things. Like, can you write off Netflix or going to movies? Um, mm-hmm. Again, no, none of us are advisors, but as cr- entertainment creatives, Netflix, I think actually is something, something that, uh, you know, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that's controversial. associated with research. Research, exactly. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is uh, uh, write off. But can you write off Amazon Prime because you ordered some batteries for your camera one time Mm -hmm. on Amazon? I believe so. But, you know, uh, if IRS comes (laughs) out to me, like, I'll blame on you guys. But it is like just having access to even be able to make that decision, though, requires you to incorporate. So that's um, and and it also the other thing, because I do think you like, you know, my wife's an actor. She's not incorporated, but she'll write off like headshots and obviously commissions and. Um, other acting related things. But uh, I think when you write things off in that way, it's not uh, like if you are self-employed, you have to pay the self-employment tax. You have to pay 15, a 15% tax on all the money you make as a self-employed, non-incorporated person. But if you are employed by your own company, your company pays that tax, but they only pay that tax after they've taken out all their deductions. So they end up paying a lot less, but you can quickly see how this can get complicated and how it might be helpful to have an accountant helping you figure this out. Mm-hmm. Also with yeah. payroll, Yuki mentioned, like, <clears throat> let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars, your company isn't going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars. They're going to maybe pay you $40,000 in salary because the other 60,000 was spent on your travel, on your gear, on your 
internet bills, your phone bills, all those things. So as it gets more complicated and you need to hire someone to help you, the savings need to be more than that person costs. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's this $100,000 number. And that's why not every single person should incorporate if you're just starting out and you're kind of just like doing little gigs here and there. Um, yeah, I think the 100000 is where the uh, tax advantage is going to tip in off. And then, you know, you would actually start making money by having S-Corp. Anything below, you can have it, but it might cost you more to mm-hmm. set it up setting elements of S-Corp. Um, yeah. And in California, there's a minimum fee to even have an S-Corp, right? Yeah, that's like 800 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, $800 is expensive to you, then yeah, probably not for you. And you shouldn't incorporate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I wanted to just, I I know we're running out of time here. I want to just touch on one more thing, um, which is like, so we talked a little bit about gear. Obviously, that's a very kind of active investment. You're you're buying it a lot of times because you're excited about the camera. You want to work with it. You've made, you've crunched the numbers and it makes more sense for you to own it than to rent it for like a series of jobs talked about like it being incorporated that's also takes some time and writing things off and just part of, of living life but i'm curious uh as a freelancer you know sometimes you probably have like times quarters where you're making a lot of money and you have a lot of extra cash and quarters where you're not making a lot of money um when you are making more money and you have some money to save like how what do you do to kind of make that money work for you. You know, what I used to do is I would just put it in my Bank of America checking account and it would literally get 0% interest. And that's when you, you kind of actually, we were doing a job, I think of Branson, Missouri or something. And we were at the airport and you were telling me like, oh, you could just put it in an account and it can generate interest for you. And at the time when we were talking, interest rates were really low, like two and a half, three 3%. And you were like, oh no, you can, if you put it in the right account, you can make 10%. And in your document, your advice to filmmakers is even if you don't want to know anything about finance, there's a few things that you've done that you've found to be effective as a way to just kind of like have a little bit of money, have your money growing like through life. Can you tell us about some of those things? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's actually not little money, but I think it's going to be massive amount of money. That's the idea. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. So, you know, I, I learned a lot of investment stuff and, and like a camera stuff. I probably just learned it by myself, but all the other parts that I have, I had no idea. Like I came from Japan and like, you know, lived here by myself. Like there's nobody to guide me through this like whole thing. And then when I built the S-Cope, it's like, you had to sign a lot of documents. I had to go through government documents and I had to read stuff. Like I have no idea. I'm like. You know, um, in whole tax, um, or I guess a stock market stuff was a very scary place to be. And I have um, invested in stocks before, but I always like kind of in a gamble way. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what they were until. What do you uh, mean? Like you're like, oh, everyone's buying Tesla. I'll buy some shares of Tesla. Yeah. Like Tesla, Apple, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I Stuff thought that I would be heard funny. of. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't really know their business. I don't know. I didn't read any of their reports and so forth. And um, ultimately, I think uh, I started reading several books and then I understood, like my understanding, this is my understanding of how it works. And then I think, you know, I, I'm not a financial advisor, so like you should do your own research. There are a lot of YouTube videos out there that you can watch and like you know understand. Yeah. Even Escope stuff, there are so many easy to understand uh, YouTube's. Um, but essentially, uh, I learned that. So the, the, I think the best way to invest is ETF, uh, low cost uh, index fund ETFs. Uh, essentially, what ETF, does ETF is, stand for. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You, electronic, you electronic, ele- fund. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exchange fund, Ele- exchange traded fund, maybe exchange traded fund. Uh, yeah, ETF is essentially basket. So you put a lot of, you know, it's like a, uh, it's a basket that has a lot of stock in it, and there's a rule. So, um, like you buy the rule. So if you say S and P five hundred, um. ETFs. That's that means the top five hundred 
U.S. companies' uh, stock that's divided mm-hmm. in their portion mm-hmm. in one basket, and you don't have to do anything. And I think I believe it updates quarterly as they do the reports. Um, so essentially, that is kind of very easy way to make money, and I think that's what most of invest investment is like a, in a in the United States, I think that's what people have money in. Like, mm-hmm. and they don't like if you see like a, some financial advisors like kind of uh, financial strategies. Like, it says a lot of things, but if you read it, it's just kind of mostly S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. So I think I would I would say that's a really good driving force um, to uh, build your wealth, and it's usually con- um, makes about ten percent. A year and this is on uh, average so last year it lost a lot this year it made a lot right it's yeah like- after covid it's kind of wonky but um yeah it's being average uh 10 percent. i believe it's eight percent with inflation inflation's about two percent so it's it got eight percent uh realizing so that is one way to so make when you money. say eight percent realizing you mean it actually the number has gone up ten percent a year but if you account for average power. inflation yeah yeah it's gone yeah up so, something like that just you know just rough numbers uh i'm pretty sure uh if you look right. it up if you over ask the past it, five AI, years it's been up 83 percent. but the point is is though like it's kind of uh it's a very broad way of investing right it's yeah, just like diversifying it's diversifying like a huge, you, yeah gotcha and you can actually buy entire world's stock as well with one click like that's kind of insane. Like every sure. every you're like you, like you you mean like literally like I'm gonna invest in the stock market, yeah, all of it. Click, yeah, like the world yeah. economy, <laughs> and then they'll that's just adjust yeah. your you know percentage mm-hmm. based off of the company's reports. So that's like no brainer. And, and so, well, let me ask you then, because I think that Oren, your point at the very beginning of this topic was like, oh, I just, you know, put my money in my savings account and, you know, hope for the best. And Yuki, you're saying you're not making money off of that by leaving it there. But the anxiety I, I would always have is like, oh, I need to be liquid because it's hard to know when I'm going to need access yeah. to that money. Your passion project mm-hmm. comes my, up. My passion your... project or just I haven't booked had a kid. in a couple months or yeah. I had a kid. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in terms of taking your money out, are there ramifications? Talk to us about that. Like how, cause, and before, you know, you, you, a lot of your money is tied up in, in gear, right? So like when it t- comes time to, you know, when the, the times are tough, it's like, okay, selling a camera and making $60,000, it's nice, but like, that's, it's not as simple as pulling out of your bank account, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, the camera is kind of in between stocks and houses. It's sure. kind of not I- ideal to move around. But um, yeah, so I think... Sorry, what was what was your question? I, I, I mean, it, it's it's safe, it's safe about, about liquidity. Liquidity, and, yeah. Well, yeah. It, stock market is very liquid you can just sell it uh you, you buy etf today you can just sell it tomorrow or even mm-hmm. at this moment so mm-hmm. that's pretty liquid if you need the money uh you can take it out uh the idea is you know instead of like i think money should be working for other people mm-hmm. and actually if you think about it uh so for instance if you buy apple stocks you're technically investing into entire apple people Mm-hmm. And those people are pretty smart. I think they're smarter than me. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get the paycheck out of it. So mm-hmm. I think if you think it that way, you want to make sure your money is working all the time, either mm-hmm. in some sort of investment. And riskier it is, it has more rewards. So, like, buying gear, to me, is riskier than stock market. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, like, it's pretty liquid in terms of you know mm-hmm. money wise sorry my series going crazy <laughs> yeah i mean i think like the simplest way is if you did open up like a robin hood account and put some money i i i think i know use the ticker voo 
I use the ticker SPY, SPY, and it's basically, they're basically the same thing. Uh, and they might be taxed differently a little bit or work dividends yeah, differently. Yeah, it's almost, almost the same package. But almost the same thing. But you can literally transfer money from your bank account to Robinhood, $1,000. You can buy $1,000 worth of SPY, SPY. And then in theory, every year it will go up on average 10%. That said, it might go down and then come back up. But over the last, I just looked at the graph from, from the year 2000 to now, over the last 23 years, it's gone up about 248% or something. So a little bit more than 10% a year. Um, so, and, but if you need the money right now, you can, yeah, like you could say, you could sell it tomorrow. You could also buy it right now and sell it one second from now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but definitely like it's out there and then risking your uh, money. So, uh, for some people, it's not the way to do it. And mm-hmm. I think if you're worrying about up and downs, um, I would say like look into a uh, high yield savings account. Sure. Uh, those like today, they pay a lot of money. Like I have one that's paying me 5% and I think it, it's uh, FDD insured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully it's like a safest of all. And it's not going to fluctuate. So that's a good way to look at it. Uh, so that's today, that it's 5%. That's how we saved for our house, actually. It was At the time, interest rates were great. And so it was, it was fun. It was like, oh, we made money on this money that otherwise would have been just sitting in my Bank of America account. Well, you know, I told you about my accountant who said I was like asking about estimated tax payments because my last accountant was always like, hey, you got to do estimated tax every quarter. You got to estimate how much tax you pay. And then my new account, it's like, eh, you know, it's not that important. I was like, well, won't I get penalized? He's like, yeah, you get a 1% penalty if, you know, if, if you didn't pay enough, he's like, but you can make 5% if you just put in a bank account. So he's like, just pay it all at the end of the year instead of quarterly. Cause the money is working harder for you than mm-hmm. if you give it to the government. I don't know that that was an interesting thing. And I, I, we've talked about it on the podcast, but I had to use Robinhood gold. That's 5%. Again, you can just put cash in cash out. Uh, it's insured up to, I think, $1.25 million because they they take your cash and divide it among five different banks that are all insured up to $250,000. And then you get paid out once a month. Uh, and you do have to pay taxes on mm-hmm. the interest, of course. Uh, and there's other ways to kind of avoid the taxes. If I mean, it's really only relevant if you, you know, are putting in like hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think. But there's two tickers that I invested in one is called box boxx which is um it's a high yield treasury bonds like you make it's basically five percent the same thing it's like kind of very low risk but um if you hold it for 366 days over a year then you don't have to pay cap the like income tax Mm -hmm. on it you only pay a lower tax so there's some ways to get around um paying you you know you can you can minimize your taxes on some of these savings places but it's not like a 401k and it's not like an ira where you get penalized for pulling mm-hmm. the money out you know it, it is like a very very liquid do you guys like when you get a good job and you got like 30 extra grand or something you ever like put it in one of these well accounts? that's what i mean you the high yield savings account and that's again so you I guys still it, do that i spent it on a house yeah well i bought the house uh right before the baby and mid pandemic. So, so I'm still waiting for that, uh, that extra windfall. Oh, that extra money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think it comes down to, um, I, I want to say one more thing before, you know, we move on, but I think, I think to me, the, I talk to people about this investment stuff, either like just money or like a gear, um, a lot. And I think, the people who don't get it is looking for the return of like, I want a 40% return this year mm-hmm. or like, you know, mm-hmm. 60% return in three months. Like yeah. those are the, basically the people that talk that their friends bought Bitcoin and made a ton of money or, <laughs> or lost a ton of money. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it, those don't exist. And then if they do, then you will be rich and then everybody would be rich. Um, but I think to me, uh, this might be a little bit of my Japanese side coming up, but it's really about chipping away a small percentage mm-hmm. that would compound uh, the 
you know, I, I think everybody has to understand compound interest and just, if you don't understand it, just look it up or go YouTube. But essentially you make interest on interest and you're selling your time to uh, make money bigger. And then I think uh, 1% counts and 2% counts. I think those, if you can chip away those numbers, if you like, even when you buy gear and you can buy it 10% less than what the retail value is, that's a really good start because you're going to probably try to sell it at 70% or 60% of value. So you already covered 10% down. That's a huge drop. Um, so I, I would say, you know, if anybody wants to buy a gear, just, just be realistic, keep eye on the numbers, keep track, track numbers, like 1%, 2%, that's where things matters. Uh, the big numbers, it's going to be too obvious for you. But, you know, I think uh, small numbers, uh, hopefully uh, it'll, uh, it'll be the game changer for the future. So One tip I learned from Yuki is if you want to buy high-end gear at a discount, like check out B&H Photos because they'll sell like barely used mm-hmm. things or returned gear that's like in perfect condition like an Alexa 35 or something, but you're instantly, yeah, like you're saying like getting 5% off, 10% off. Um, and also, yeah, we can do a whole episode on which credit card you use to, to not pay tax or to get, you know, money back. The one last thing kind of on the investing thing is, can you just explain to us what DCA, like dollar cost averaging means um, real quick? Because I think that's the other thing like that you say in your document, which is, you can try to time the market. You can try to buy low and sell high, but that's basically impossible. Um, and the best thing to do is just ignore if it's going up or down mm-hmm. into dollar cost average. And so what, what does that mean? Yeah, so um, we, we never know like uh, the highest point of the stock market and lowest point of the stock market over the year. And um, n- nobody can predict this, uh, even like the people who gets paid a lot they can't um so they just assume that they can't and only one number is what we can all agree on is the average uh of that uh year's cost so essentially for instance if you just buy a stock um every single day then you're gonna enter the market in average uh price point so if a stock costs a hundred dollars on monday twenty dollars on tuesday $100 on Wednesday and $20 on Thursday, you bought it at $60 or whatever the average is of those, of those numbers, right? Yeah, in between. Um, so the big thing that people don't talk about it, it I think it, this applies to gear as well, is that uh, in, I think in investment, for me, the defense is a lot more important than offense. Like you would make money by just keeping the money in the ETF. Just look it up. Like that's like S&P 500 just so far it's been working great. Uh, you know, um, it, mm-hmm. it, it'll make you and, rich. And when, when you say so far, you mean essentially in the history of the stock market. Yeah. Overall, so, I mean, right, yeah. stock market yeah. hasn't experienced the AI and then ETF and the AI. I don't know how it's going to go, but you know, I think it's still, it's, yeah, that's how the entire economy is built up on. And I think um, there are a lot of books written about. And yeah, it, I think ETFs uh, so far, it's so good. And yeah. Yeah. Like if you look over the last, since, ni- since 1993, just how far my chart goes, it's basically, if you would stay in, you'd just, uh, yeah, made a ton of money. It's designed to just ride out, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and but with some tough times, like from mm-hmm. you know March two thousand eight yeah. to March two thousand three, you would have lost like you know fifty percent of your value if you went in in March, July oh seven and went out in yeah January nine oh nine. Again, you would have lost fifty percent of your value. But if you ignore try to ignore those ups and downs and just stayed in it, I mean, now we're just like, you know, if you Look, even if you bought at the high of 2007, you'd, your money would be worth three times as much now. Yeah. So, I think Tony Robbins mm-hmm. said the truth is like U.S. recover from every recession, like every mm-hmm. single one of them. So, you know, if we have a recession, like most likely we're going to recover. Otherwise, you should be worrying about other things like, you know, yeah. someone else you- taking over the houses and stuff. <clears throat> 
Sure. Yeah. And uh, Yuki, when I, we were first talking about crypto and all that stuff and Bitcoin, and I was like, okay, I'll go in. And I went and of course, at the very top, and then it kind of dropped. And then I got out and I was like, super scared. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I'm never touching this insane stuff again. And Yuki's like, yeah, I just keep buying like $100 a week or whatever of Bitcoin, no matter how high. I went up to $65,000, went down to $17,000, keep buying $100 a week. And now it's like, you know, over this last year, it's like made 150%. So it's like people like me who are just so mm-hmm. scared mm-hmm. to lose money, get in and get out and never look at it again. But people like him that try to ignore the ups and downs and just continue putting in $100 a week, whatever it is, you know, you're probably up, I'm assuming, on Bitcoin overall. So anyhow, it's uh, just just some tips and tricks and things. Obviously, yeah, like you, Yuki said, there's a bazillion YouTube videos on them. It's very easy to get lost on YouTube because many people have many opinions on this stuff. Sure. I think while I was um, building my deck, Warren was um, just falling down the... Uh... Yeah, investment uh, in rabbit hole. Oh yeah, my yeah. day trading stand. Yeah. I mean, I made <laughs> some mistakes. Everybody has a phase, you know. Like, sure. Yeah, I but had also, a phase. And, yeah. yeah, you know, I happen to go in at a very bad time, and some people go in at a good time, and then they think they're geniuses. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I was an idiot, and I probably was. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, I, well, like, I always I, I, get I, I get stock <laughs> advice. I'm sorry, but just yeah, off, yeah. off the mic. Uh, I always get stock advice from my mom, and I'm just like. <laughs> You worked, you were, your highest earning potential was during the 90s and you inherited a house in the Bay Area. Like you're not a financial genius. You're just you lucky. so yeah. fucking lucky. And then also inherited all, like, all of my grandpa's AT&T stock because he worked for AT&T his entire life. And it drives me nuts. Anyway, yeah. as you were saying, Yuki. I do not endorse any other way, but just doing low cost index farm. I know Oren's <laughs> sure. been talking about like crypto and stuff, but I don't like oh, yeah, that's yeah. like something that I don't want people to do because I think that's when things become gamble and uh-huh, right. that is not a saving, you know. I think yeah. low cost ETF like S P five hundred is really good solution for like if you're twenty years old and if you want to buy a house in thirties, like yeah, just do that. Like um, don't do crypto because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I, I didn't mean that. I just meant that was a, a lesson about dollar cost averaging, which is, uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, well, before we let you go, what's your, obviously you're a cinematographer also. What's your, like, what are the, you want to tell our audience a little bit about like the types of things you, you're like love shooting, like you're most into, like what, just like five minutes about your cinematography career and like, where you see that going or where you want it to go? Oh man. Um, yeah, I, I think it, as a cinematographer, I wish that I could control where it's going. Uh, it's really hard to navigate and, you know, there's, there's no such thing as like, Oh, I want to take this job next. And then like, Oh, do I wait till that job comes? So like, do I take the other job in between? And, I think to me is always um, it's just a relationship with the director. And then like, I think it, you, you know, like, I think you have to trust that, that uh, the direction, whatever it is, um, is something, it, some, something good's going to come out, you know? And then I, I know that like I walk in like a lot of commercials and then some directors don't believe in their, creatives or you know uh, ability to make something good but i think still it's their project and their their hearts in it and i think i want to be part of making whatever that is like so i think to me it's about the people and maybe someday could be about the project but i think i'm less egoistic about that these days and you know uh, making the team it's it's the people that counts and then not not the end product. Of course, like end product, you know, if it's exciting, that's great. And move on to the next. But the people relationship, I think it lasts much longer than for sure 30 seconds commercial. So <laughs> yeah, or even a yeah. six second. I realized it's been a minute since I've looked at your, your reel, Yuki. 
and I see a lot more car stuff. But yeah, like the the car stuff looks pretty slick, man. Yeah, the the driving stuff looks good. Yeah, they edited very well, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give them credit. Um, yeah, it looks nice, man. And your cheese it spots, man, pretty round. Yeah, pretty round. Well, do you have a uh, a few minutes to join us for some unpaid endorsements? Yeah. So my unpaid endorsement is our old pal Dean Peterson, who was on episode I want to say seventy six of Just Shoot It. It was a long time ago. Great gas company. Back then, he had made a a film called What Children Do. I think there's some problems with the audio. I emailed them later, um, like just recently, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we lost half the audio." Anyway, he is an awesome filmmaker who has started a YouTube channel specifically about independent filmmaking that I've really, really been enjoying. I believe the YouTube handle is Dean Peterson, but with a two instead of the T in Peterson. Dean Peterson, he's got two uh, YouTube channels. The one I'm specifically endorsing is at Dean Peter 2-O-N. So instead of an S, a two. And it's specifically about filmmaking. Um, and it's apropos to this a conversation because he actually has a lot of really great advice and um, a lot of really thoughtful video essays, but he talks about this whole thing is about just kind of like just shooting it, frankly, just kind of getting out of your own way, um, building your own deadlines, forcing yourself to make things. And he specifically is really interested in a very indie approach to making things you know he's like back in the day we maybe would have used the word mumblecore but like stripped down bare bones sort of filmmaking and advocates a set of vintage uh nikon primes that you can cut you can buy for like 200 bucks a piece that have a ton of character but they're all still lenses that you then outfit with you know gears and things like that so that you can uh, use them for cinema uh, but what I like about it is it's like no one's ever going to rent these lenses from you. It's purely an investment in your own filmmaking, but it is a very low cost way to establish an aesthetic for yourself or decide an aesthetic for yourself and then just be able to shoot with them forever in a way that like you could do with maybe broken on net lenses or something like that. Those are still pretty darn expensive, but just like having kit to go shoot something with could be pretty exciting. And he talks about all sorts of other things as well. Um, the film that changed his life and how it's informed his um, approach to filmmaking and all sorts of good stuff. So uh, that's my endorsement. Dean Peterson's second YouTube channel at Dean Peter 2.0. N. Yuki, what you got? So I touched on this a little bit, but um, I'll, do, I'll do two. So one is uh, Notion. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know about Notion, but... Uh, some people do, and I it it took me a long time to get into Notion, but uh, currently entire my life is on Notion. I cannot uh, do anything without without it. So and so I've used Notion a little bit, but I'm curious as to how you use it. I use it at work to like build out processes for like okay, this is how I want people to start delivering mm -hmm. an asset or whatever. How do you personally use it? Personally, so I, I read this book um, called Building a Second Brain, and uh -huh. it talks about how you should digitally organize your brain. And, um, and then they, like, one, of, one of the notions best use is that build, building a second brain. Um, but how I use it, I, th I think uh, it took me a while to get in because it's really cranky. Like, it's just not really smooth it can't do certain things and like it's not as like easy as google doc but mm -hmm. uh one way i started seeing it is so notion if, if you haven't used it notions like a database that you can create so it's like a, a google sheets mm -hmm. but just think of google sheets as like you can go into each sheets and then you can create another google sheets on top of that like google it sheets. nests it nests yeah you can nest and then you can like yeah. create like a different kind of you can add the column to mm -hmm. do anything so like for instance like i have uh i track my gear on notion as i said before and 
Uh, I have to-do list on Notion. I have like a journal on Notion. I have shopping list on Notion, and like everything's kind of tied to each other. I mm-hmm. I also do do my um, project page on Notion now, and it's all organized within that ecosystem. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you know, if you're a filmmaker who likes to have your customized database. Uh, Notion is a great one. Uh, and you can I, put images and videos and stuff in there too? Videos, I'm not sure, but images for sure. You can you can put the link on it. Um, it's not presentable. It's just for you to take a look. You can share the page with other people. But again, it's so cranky. Like some, some stuff is like, I don't know why it doesn't work. Like you, you can't almost export like- the PDF or it, like... <laughs> It's just stupid sometimes. <laughs> it, it, but it's sort of like it it's the the wiki for Yuki's brain, basically. Yeah, it's like a web website that you yeah wiki yeah. or website that you're building for your own like sake. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I do that in notes, but it's not very organized. Yeah, I used to do that. It's it's. I think you're gonna like it. Like once you get in, you can't get out. So watch out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, what's the second one? Oh, yeah. The second one, since this is financial um, podcast, I guess uh, I'll just go with uh, this, my favorite app called Copilot app. Uh, I think it's called copilot.money. Uh, but anyway, so I, this is like app to track your finances. And uh, I started using it like five months ago. And I, I love it. Um, I tried to use different kind of track, like money tracking software before, and then this is by far the best one. It's so easy to use, um, and it it kind of tracks your net worth. So it tracks the entire your debt, your uh, investment. Uh, you could tr- even track houses. So it's kind of cool um, to see where you are. And uh, I I do use QuickBooks for tax purpose, but like I didn't have one that's like a scene that entire picture. And now Copilot can tell me like how much money I'm spending every month. And based off of that information, I can make decision on how much I want to invest in something or what I'm really spending money on. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to check it out too. I watched poor things last night. Oh, pretty crazy movie. Great use of four millimeter lenses. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the favorite and loved it. And I was like, I think these are the widest lenses I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. There are some shots that look like a peephole. Like they're totally yeah. 100% vignetted. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's Emma Stone is just, it's just such a bonkers role for a human being to play. It's worth watching. It's a little like long. It's a little like episodic. Like you kind of are going on a journey with her from place to place. So it's like kind of in terms of like tracking the story, it's like kind of hard to guess when it's going to end where you're, where you are at any point. But Mm -hmm. if you're okay with that, it's like, it's yeah, it's good and so weird and disturbing, but also she's crazy. And Rami Youssef is in it. Who's I thought really good. The other thing I was going to mention is just, I had a meeting with uh, someone the other day and he, he said, you know, the saying, it doesn't hurt to ask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he's like, that's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> because basically we were talking about negotiating something mm-hmm. that we'd kind of agreed to already. And now that we're seeing how much work it is, we're saying, Hey, we kind of think we deserve more money and we like, we'd like more money for this thing. And he was like, look, I can go talk to them about this, but you need to be really specific with why and how and how important this is to you because that saying it doesn't hurt to ask is it does like this will hurt to ask. Like, you know, you've already agreed to do this thing at a price and now you're going to be the people that said agreed at a price and now you're not agreeing. And like, there's a lot of many in many situations, it doesn't hurt to ask when you're at a store, when it's someone, a stranger, but when you're forming relationships, um, sometimes it does hurt. Like, I'm sure you've had experiences as a manager, Matt, where someone's like, hey, can I take next week off, even though I took last week off? Mm-hmm. And even, even though your answer is no, it kind of put leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's the answer is yes, and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. But either way, it's yeah. like, so it does, 
It just, it just, you know, we had a whole episode about like myths and truths and I thought it was like an interesting one that my whole life it's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. Like, you know, depending on the situation, sometimes it does hurt to ask. So uh, just keep that in mind. When so you're your endorsement me, is, is not asking, asking me to go it's... grab a coffee with you for something that you could have just emailed me about. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Yuki, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh, my website is yukinoguchi.com and my Instagram is yukixnoguchi. So those are the two places. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you want to email us questions that we can forward on to Yuki, uh, or, you know, you should follow him on Instagram personally and DM him. But uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we're at Just Shoot It Pod across all social media. You can email us at justshootitpod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at OKaplan. And I'm at Mr. Matt Enlow. This episode was edited by Noah Bayshore. Thanks, Noah. And produced by him as well, along with additional producing by Tyler Small. And you're listening to music provided by the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.